the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, March the 2nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on March 2nd, 1962, Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points. He's a basketball player, professional basketball player. He scored 100 points for the Philadelphia Warriors in a game against the New York Knicks. That's an NBA record. It still stands. Interestingly enough, I was a friend. He's passed away now. He's with the Lord. I was a friend of the guy who guarded him when he was playing for the New York Knicks, Daryl Emhoff. He said that was, Daryl said he was a seven-foot white guy against a seven-foot black guy. And Will Chamberlain took him to task, scored 100 points. Daryl told me often, he passed away a few years ago, he said that was the worst day of my basketball life. It had to be. Today in 1861, the state of Texas, having succeeded or seceded from the Union, was admitted to the Confederacy. Today in 1932, the 20th Amendment to the Constitution, that moved the date of the presidential inauguration from March 4 to, to January 20. That was uh, passed by Congress, sent to the states for ratification. Today in 1985, the government approved a screening test for AIDS that detected antibodies in the virus, allowing possibly contaminated blood to be excluded from the blood supply. Today in 1989, representatives from the 12 uh, European Community Nations agreed to ban all production of chlorofluorocarbons. Uh, That's the synthetic compounds blamed for destroying the Earth's ozone layer. That was the beginning of the green movement, I suppose. Today in 1990, more than 6,000 drivers went on strike against Greyhound bus lines. That was not a good day. A lot of the strikers got fired. Today in 1995, the internet search engine Yahoo was incorporated by founders Jerry Yang and David Philo. President Joe Biden delivered his first State of the Union address last night as his administration is struggling to combat the soaring inflation, confusing coronavirus messaging, surging illegal immigration, rising global influence of the Chinese Communist Party, and now and now the possibility of a larger military conflict stemming from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Putin is not just looking at Ukraine, and I think most of us who just read the news know that, so surely the President of the United States would know that. He also renewed his commitment to the abortion industry, forcefully preached about unity. The message on unity comes after he has used the power of the government to force people to be vaccinated or fired. He's accused Border Patrol agents doing their job of whipping, whipping migrants shut down American energy and empowered Putin in doing so. In fact, Newt Gingrich was talking about just how much he has empowered 
uh, Putin. Newt Gingrich was talking to Sean Hannity last night. Sean Hannity asked him, he said, what do you think about the State of the Union address? And uh, Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, very brilliant man, author and often speaker now, he said he's either out of touch with reality or he just simply decided to lie to the American people. Gingrich also warned how the price of oil is emboldening the Russian President Vladimir Putin with his invasion of Ukraine. He said, well, first, first, let me quote Gingrich. He said, well, first, let's take a look at this. By this time next year, Nancy Pelosi will not be behind the president at the State of the Union address. He said, I look forward to seeing Kevin McCarthy. He's the Republican, who the, the leader of the Republicans. Uh, Gingrich said he'll be sitting up there next year. So to me, that's one optimistic moment. He said this was a very dangerous speech because either Joe Biden believed in the speech, in which case he's out of touch with reality, or it was a deliberate lie to the American people. In fact, Gingrich said it was lie after lie after lie. He said Trump had the price of oil per barrel down at $46 per barrel. The difference between that and $100 a barrel, in fact, yesterday it went up to, uh, Gingrich said 100 it went up to like 106 or something like that. He said that's $54 per barrel that's going directly to Putin every single hour of every single day. He said the point is that that price, Putin is making over a billion dollars a day to finance his military activities. So essentially, the former Speaker of the House said that Putin is paying for this war, and it's well known that their economy is already hurting in Russia. He's paying for this war against Ukraine with the money he's making from oil that he's selling that we no longer sell. We're begging him for oil, and we're dipping into these those so-called reserves. So in effect... We are financing Putin's war. And that was a point well made by a man who would know, Newt Gingrich. It's interesting. It was kind of sad, but there were a number of claims that gave me pause. And I think a lot of what he said gave a lot of people pause last night. I was surprised. He was a little more articulate last night than I expected him to be, honestly. But a number of his claims gave, I think, most all of us pause. The Detroit News, among other conservative, more conservative-leaning newspapers around the country, and they are, and there's one in Boston and so on, and they all sort of wrote from the same perspective, but the Detroit News began their article on the State of the Union address last night with this. They said, President Joe Biden gave a rousing, upbeat State of the Union address Tuesday night suitable for a nation moving forward together to get its many challenges under control. Unfortunately... That country is not America. Biden entered the House chambers, they published this morning, to speak to a nation that just after one year has lost confidence in his leadership. His most recent approval rating is a dismal 38%. Actually, it was 37 yesterday on some polls. And his numbers are underwater on every major issue. And yet Biden managed to get through an hour-plus speaking. This is Detroit News. He said... They said he got through an hour-plus speaking without offering fresh, bold solutions to convince the country he's on top of our most pressing problems. Nor did he offer a course reset for a nation that two-thirds of its people 
believe is headed in the wrong direction. They go on to say in their article, and I won't quote any more of it, but they go on to say that he's out of touch on almost every issue that he mentioned last night. Generally, you don't read that in secular newspapers that are not necessarily conservative, although that that one kind of leans conservative. But that was the general consensus around the country. The thing that gave me pause, there were two things. The first was, he said, we are taking control of the borders. Even I knew that wasn't true. <laughs> and I'm sure others, Newt Gingrich and others, knew better than I. The president said he made progress. He said, we've made great progress in controlling our borders. And while he was saying that, we all know that somewhere between 1.5 million and 2 million illegals have crossed the border, the southern border, into our country, and we don't even know where they are or who they are. And that's happened in the last 12 months. I don't mean to just be critical, but I mean it's astounding what this man said. I know someone else wrote it. I mean, people write speeches for celebrities and presidents and important people. I get that. But last night, he was calling on Congress to help him in his securing of the southern border. He said, my administration has already taken actions to stem the flow of illegal immigration, and nobody knows what that action is. Maybe he means that he sent Kamala Harris to Mexico or Guatemala. I think she went to Guatemala. What they don't seem to know is that while he's talking about stemming the flow and not doing it, and talking about creating these alliances with our neighbors, I think he called them, in Central America, I am fairly well, I've been very well connected with Central America and other parts of the world and my missionary work in the past, but even I know that China is, while we speak, China is working with those Central American countries, and they are at, at least winning their attention by investing in their country. And I personally believe and have been told that it won't be long till China will have won the hearts of those countries in Central America. And yet we go on just like this is two to ten years ago. And he's saying, well, we're going to work in our relationship. He may not have that relationship that he thinks he has with Central America. And that could be true in other parts of the world as well. The president said, if we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure the border and fix the immigration system. I agree with that. <laughs> we can do both, he said, at our border, and I agree with that. But I don't think this leadership could. He said, at our border, we've installed new technology like cutting-edge scanners to better detect drug smuggling. Every person that I've heard speak on the border, our Border Patrol people and others that are working there, and that's their job, every one of them have said, yes, we welcome new technology, but we need people in pickups driving up and down that, that fence line, and we need to complete the fence. That's what really works. They should know. They live with it day in and day out. He went on to say a lot more about immigration. I won't go through all of it with you. I think we pretty well, all of us know where he is on that issue. I was disappointed, but not surprised. But in the mix of all of the things that the President of the United States was telling the world, the world last night, 
he had to carve out a piece about abortion. He's put the full power of the presidency behind his unfailing support for abortion. Life News did not miss that, nor did other pro-life organizations. Life News said Joe Biden used the State of the Union to promote abortion and called the killing of 63 million unborn babies since Roe v. Wade health care. Although there is no right to abortion and ending the lives of babies before birth prematurely deprives them of their liberty and freedom, Biden said advancing liberty and justice also require protecting the rights of women. Where are those rights? Well, the left, they say they're in the Constitution. The constitutional right, though, affirmed by Roe v. Wade, standing precedent for over a half century now, is under attack as never before. This is Joe Biden speaking. He said, we've got to stand for this. We've got to protect this. Celebrating the infamous Supreme Court decision that invented this so-called right to kill babies and abortions. At a time when the, when the world is burning and going to hell, he's taking the most powerful position in the world, the presidency of the United States, to promote abortion. I couldn't help but notice, I'm not going to talk about it, but I'll mention it to you. I couldn't help but notice in the midst of all of this and what's happening in Ukraine with Putin marching forward with all of his tanks and whatever, threatening nuclear warfare. CBS News, in the midst of all of this, CBS News yesterday chose to write a featured and publish a featured article. I don't know if it was on their news, their CBS Evening News, but they featured it on their website. Bombs falling all over the Ukraine, so CBS does a feature story on the life of one transgender who has had it so hard living in Ukraine because so many of them are so religious and they don't believe in transgenderism and homosexualism homosexualism and all of this kind of thing that the Bible declares to be sin, things that we should not do. They're a very religious country. Ukraine and other of the Slavic nations are. CBS did a long story. It had to be 1,500 words about the story of this lady, Z. Famulia, or something like that. I can't pronounce her last name. She said they, they say she was born and raised in Crimea, an area of Ukraine that has been invaded and taken over by Russia in 2014. She's 31. She now lives in Kiev, or Kiev, capital city. She says she can't leave because she's transgender and that transphobia is pervasive in the city and the country. And on and on they go. And it tells her story. In the midst of all of this, they single out a transgender to feature. That's how screwed up we are here in America. CBS thinks that's news. When people are dying by the hundreds and being driven from their homes and across a border if they can get across, that's bothersome. If we want to go forward, not backward, Joe Biden said, we must protect access to health care. Susan B. Anthony List, they, they were not timid about it. They said Biden has repeatedly proven that he stands up for the abortion lobby, not the majority of Americans. So much for the unity he promised on the campaign trail. This is Susan 
B. Anthony list. It's a pro-life organization, as you probably know. They said, in contrast to Biden's efforts to pass the most extreme pro-abortion laws and stack his administration with abortion activists, an overwhelming majority of the American people, 71%, want abortion to be limited to the first three months of pregnancy. The reality is that his administration is the most pro-abortion administration in the history of the United States. Interesting. It's sad. But it's true. I'll tell you, we live at a time that is concerning. A time when this, we've got to see what's happening in our world with the clear insightful vision of looking at it through the lens of God's word. The White House on Monday emphasized that President Joe Biden was uniting Europe against Russian President Vladimir Putin behind the scenes. But many are saying that Europe united itself and Joe Biden saw a parade forming and ran as fast as he could to get in front of it and declare himself to be the leader. He's somebody who has been leading this effort behind the scenes for months, the White House put out in a press release. And yet those, those close to the president were not aware of any of that. That's how deceptive leadership can be. In March of 1983, 39 years ago, nearly to the day, this month, 1983. President Ronald Reagan spoke to the National Association of Evangelicals in Orlando, Florida. He delivered what would famously become known as the speech in which he called the Soviet Union this evil empire. Now, I know he did also call them and refer to them as the evil empire at the Brandenburg Gate. Tear down this wall. That speech. But the first time he used that phrase was at this National Association of Evangelicals National Convention in Orlando, Florida. Discussing Americans' effort to confront the Soviet Union's nuclear arsenal, Reagan said, President Reagan said, I urge you to beware the temptation of pride. Declaring yourselves above it all and label both sides equally at fault to ignore the facts of history and the aggressive impulses of an evil empire and thereby remove yourself from the struggle between right and wrong and good and evil. Reagan spoke more about the powerful words of truth that day. He spoke almost prophetically. He further noted that while America's military strength is important, let me add here that I've always maintained that the struggle now going on for the world will never be decided by bombs or rockets, by armies or military might. The real crisis, he said, that we face today is a spiritual one. At root, it is a test of moral will and faith. I was sitting in the front of the auditorium when he gave that speech. 39 years ago, I was on the board, the national board of the 45 million member National Association of Evangelicals. I could not serve on that board today, even if they ask, and they haven't and won't, of course. I resigned 
some years ago as I began to see that organization drift toward the left. The religious left, but nonetheless, the left. I could not be a part of that, but I was at that time. It was under different leadership that I believed in, and I believed in the cause of that. Sitting in the auditorium that day with the rest of the board, that was something that I will never forget. Eight years later, eight years after that speech in Orlando, the Soviet Union, which for years during the Cold War was thought to be the superpower rival to the United States, it collapsed. Just eight years later, there was no war. There was just resolve and Reagan's unwavering commitment to the principles that he articulated on that day in 1983. I think we need to re-articulate those kinds of words and those kinds of thoughts if we're going to face the challenges of today. That's why we do what we do on this program every day to the best of our ability. And I know there are some that have recognized that our ability has limits. I'm told that from time to time. I'm kidding. I am told that. But to the best of our ability, we try to address the issues of our day through the lens of God's Word, through a biblical worldview. Because if we go strictly on the politics of last night or 39 years ago, it doesn't matter. If we look at the politics of the moment, we soon become dis discouraged, depressed, downtrodden, even find ourselves withdrawing from all of it, saying, I can't take it. I don't want to know what's going on. I want to put my head in the sand and hope everything works out okay. Well, it's not going to work out okay, ultimately, for the people who are proposing and progressing evil. God says it won't. It's interesting that after that speech, there were results. Eight years after that speech, in 1991, Ukraine, Ukraine became free of the bondage of the Soviet Union. It's now under siege by Putin. Even though it was freed under the Soviet regime and declared its freedom and independence and sovereignty. Just eight years after that speech. As Putin tries to reverse history, it's upon all of us that we not forget what Reagan said, what he declared the global struggle as first and foremost a spiritual struggle, a struggle of good against evil. And let me suggest that it's not an equal struggle. Many times we put this struggle as God on the one hand and Satan on the other and kind of equally contesting for the soul of the world and the soul of the human race and so on. That's partially true, but it's not as though God is hoping to win. God has won. God is in control. God is overall. It, it is not a two competing equal powers. It is Satan trying to usurp the place of God as he did in his fall. And the Old Testament tells us a little bit about how that came about. It was pride, ambition on him. He wanted to become God, take his place. 
there are those among us today who maybe they don't articulate it to themselves, but their actions say that they too are trying to take the place of God. Putin, I suppose, would be one of those. There are others. As Americans watch events unfold in Ukraine, we must refocus on what's going on in our own country. If we lose a sense of importance and relevance of Reagan's words that apply here in our country, the events that transpire in the rest of the world will not be good. They'll be evil. They'll be destructive. There's plenty of, plenty of reasons to believe that we're losing that perspective at home. Star Parker wrote an article this morning and published it, and in it she touched on Reagan's speech, the one that I mentioned that I happen to be in attendance at. But she also went into this a, a kind of a survey of surveys. And I want to just leave you with some, and I, I credit her. She did the research on this. Anyone can find it, but she did. In a survey published at the end of last year, she says Gallup reported that 69% of Americans self-identified as Christians in 2021 compared with 90% who self-identified as Christians in 1971. 21% said they have no religion in 2021 compared to 4% in 1971. She said in 1965, 70% of Americans said religion is very important to them. By 2021, this was down to 49%. To the degree of importance that Americans give to religion, Americans have turned their lives increasingly over to government control. In 1950, government at federal, state, and local levels took almost 23% of the American economy. In 2020, the government took almost 45% of the American economy. Back to Ronald Reagan for a moment. He said, but we must never forget that no government schemes are going to perfect man. Our struggle, Reagan said, is about good and evil. I think it's no accident that as American retreats in this struggle, as Americans increasingly believe that the government can perfect man and we relinquish our freedom, that despots like Putin will step forward and try to move the world back to a darker time. That's what I take from last night. I take no joy in what I've said, but I believe that that's where we are. And I believe there is a very clear solution to the problems of the world and the problems of our nation. And it is found only in the Bible, in the Word of God, and found in a relationship with God himself. This nation was founded as a nation under God. And Reagan also said, not in that speech, but another one, if we ever remove ourselves from being under God, we'll be a nation that's gone under. I think that's where we are in the world today. I'm hopeful. I believe that there's going to be, and I believe there's even a beginning of a turning toward the Lord. But I will tell you, these are perilous times, and we have got to be informed. Thank you for your support of this ministry. We could not be here without it, and we are fully dependent upon your support to pay the airtime on the radio that you're listening to as we speak. I need your support. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. 
Ask the Lord what he would have you to do, and thank you in advance for your support. We'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.